It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Oh, yes, it does. Each and every Thursday at four o'clock, brought to you by the Bermuda Economic Development Corporation. And Jamila is in the studio. Hey, Jamila, how hey, you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Feels like a Thursday. Yes. And um, we get to talk with Adrian again. We haven't talked with him in ages. Welcome to the program, Mr. Lodge. How hey. are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. We got lots to tell them, so. That's right. And notice the similarities. We both lodges, so I tease <laughs> his co-workers that when I go to see him, I'm like, tell him his sister's here. And yeah, they or, give me that quizzical look, like, how? Or his cousin, yeah. Cousin. Oh, 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 good cousin. Close cousin, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the show, Adrian. Thank you. You're welcome. So before we get into why we're here, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Remind the listeners who you are. Sure. So I'm Adrian Lodge. I'm IT manager over at Bermuda Housing Corporation. And I'm also the founder of Supertone Limited, which is a parent company of Bermuda Island Games and Supertone Innovation. All right. And we are here to talk about Bermuda Island Games specifically because you are hosting a video game challenge. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is the first of its kind locally. Uh, We tried to do this two years ago, and it just happened to fall right when shelter in place occurred. Right. So we had to postpone it. So now that, you know, we have a better sense of how to handle COVID, we're trying it again. Well, I, I mean, yeah, you, it may not happen the first time around, but you don't uh, <laughs> throw it all away. No, I'm glad that you're trying it again. Now, why, why a video game? Why, why are you establishing a challenge around that? Sure. So that's one of the key areas where we have talent locally, but we're not accessing it. So what we wanted to do was actually develop a community and try and build the industry locally for any like-minded individuals. So anybody who likes to play video games, but they're more creative, they want to come up with their own. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to inspire and encourage to, you know, work together and actually start your own company. I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea because my son likes to play video games. He plays <laughs> any number of them at the same time. And I'm like, okay, so can we monetize this in some kind of way? Because you're spending so many hours a day playing these things. It would be nice. if. You... And on top of that, he watches other people play games. What is that whole thing about? Like, I'm, I still don't understand that. My grandson and his mates do that, too. What it's an that? age group thing. It's like, and they get a kick. It's like they're interacting with these other people people playing video games online i'm like really that's the thing so the fact that you are actually hosting this challenge to encourage people like my son to do more than just play i think is excellent it's awesome um so talk talk to me a little bit about what the challenge looks like and what should people expect to sign up And, and is there a cost to to sign up to participate sure so the event is completely free uh thanks to our sponsors we've got all the costs taken care of. So anybody age 13 and up, they're able to sign on. If you have any type of idea, or if you just want to see, you know, what's this thing all about, you can register on BermudaIslandGames.com. Okay. And it's going to take place on March 18th. That's the Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it's going to carry over to all day Saturday. Okay. So by the end of Saturday, we're going to have the actual competition where people you know, work in groups and actually present, hey, guys, this is our idea. What do you think? Oh, cool. 
I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun. You know what it reminds me of, Adrian? Mm-hmm. Startup exactly weekend. Like. <laughs> That's right. And that was one of the inspirations for this event. So it's what I call a combination of Startup Weekend and the Hackathon. Okay. Perfect. I mean, why not? I'm, for those of you who don't know, I met Adrian way back in the day when we first started Startup Weekends. It's essentially, you spend a weekend coming up with a business idea. You establish groups of people. They work collectively to come up with the idea that they pitch at the end of the weekend. And that's exactly what's going to happen with this competition, except they're going to be pitching the game. Now, are people going to be able to play the game? No. So what we're talking about is just coming up with the concept. Okay. Actually building the game would take far too long. That's what I was thinking. I was like, how is he going to do this in a weekend? (laughs) That would be a more type of advanced. I mean, they do have those sorts of events, but that's more for actual people who have that skill. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that helps me clarify and I'm sure it would help the listeners understand exactly what's going to happen on the weekend. So really you're looking at them coming up with a video game idea and building out, putting together sort of a plan, if you will, of what this game could be. You got it. Okay. So winners win what? Like what are they uh, playing for? Sure. So we've got some cool prizes. Um, We've got donations from Chubb Limited and Horizons Communications. Okay. And also there's going to be a grand prize of a PlayStation 5. So I know. What? Now let me ask you this. This is what I need to understand because you said groups of people coming together. Mm -hmm. How many PlayStation 5s you have? (laughs) There's just (laughs) the PlayStation we have. Help me understand how that's going to work, Adrian, with a group of four young men. Who may win this challenge? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the prizes is going to be a hidden. Uh, that's what we call an Easter egg. Okay. In, you know, in video game terminology. But one of the prizes, and you're not going to know which one out of the 15, are actually going to win it. Okay. okay. So it adds that kind of you know, suspense and mystery around it. So you, know, you still have to beat the other teams. Right. But even if you come third place you still have a chance of winning the actual PlayStation. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. that that really does incentivize playing because PlayStations are hard to come by, at my understanding. This is the PlayStation 5, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exciting. So this is hard to get our hands on. Right, but you managed to get one? Yep. Okay, so y'all don't let him down. Make sure you sign up so you can get this PlayStation. <laughs> I, I was really trying to figure it out. I was like, he's going to be like, okay, you can take home the controller. You can take home the console. No, somebody's going to get Monday. <laughs> Someone's going to get Wednesday. <laughs> the third Thursday of the month goes to, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what is your ideal group for this? What are, what are your ideal participant number for this challenge? Sure. So ideally, we were hoping for 30. We've actually got 33 who have signed up so far. Hey, so I love it. We're already ahead of the numbers. I love it. And so what is the age group complement looking like? Are we more on the younger side? Are there older people? Well, we don't ask for sensitive information such as that, but we will find out on the 18th okay. exactly what age group is, you know, the majority. Right. And it doesn't matter in terms of the grouping, right? It, you know, because you said the, the, it's 13 and older is what I think you said were the, the parameters. Right. So, so we, it doesn't matter what that group makeup looks like because everybody's contributing equally, right? Exactly. So I know we do have some people who have asked questions say, 
you know, I'm 25 years old. Do you think I should still sign up? Absolutely. Yeah. Because age is just a number. What you're doing is you're working in a team to come up with the best idea. Yeah. I met, um, and I told you this when we talked um, the other day, remember the Forbes 30 under 30 came to Bermuda this past February, Mm -hmm. and I met this um, game designer gentleman, his name was um, Justin, and he designed this game called Katana 100, I think it's called. And it Mm -hmm. looks like an old school arcade game, but this thing has garnered him so much you know publicity and everybody knows the game and plays the game and so I think there's really an opportunity for young people to see themselves this way as creating something that is actually marketable um, and can launch them into a whole new career so I'm really excited that you're doing this and hope that it becomes successful is this something that you're looking at trying to do on an annual basis yes absolutely so once we you know, get the final numbers, you know, we're hoping that interest is going to grow year over year. Right. We can have another one next year around this time. So let me ask you this. So you, you, they build the the ideas for the games or whatever they, and you have winners, the top winners Mm -hmm. or whatever. What would be an ideal scenario for you, for those people who want to take their game and actually make it a reality? Like, how do, is that something that you've ever considered? Yeah, definitely. So one of the prizes from the previous tournament, uh, we were going to offer them the chance to intern with Bermuda Island Games. So okay. we can either work on their game, if that's what they like, or we can include them in some of the games that we are building. Okay. Well, talk to me a little bit about that. What you got going on? So we actually have two games which are working simultaneously. One is The Curse of Tucker's Cross. Okay. And that's going to be a platformer game for mobile as well as Switch. Mm -hmm. And we're also doing Hidden Gems of Bermuda 2, which is going to be more of a puzzle, Candy Crush type of game. Oh, Mm. cool. And you want talk about Hidden Gems of Bermuda, the the first one. Talk a little bit about that. I think you mentioned that the last time he was in that it was in development. That was going to be a great storyline, Adrian, to follow. And it's finished though, right? Yeah. So the first one, uh, that was completed right before America's Cup. And that was a GPS-based game. So what you do is you take one around different parts of Bermuda and score points by, you know, just visiting different areas. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was similar in concept to Pokemon Go, where you actually have your phone outdoors. Go right. find them Pokemon, the right? <laughs> Pikachu somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've had you know over fifteen hundred downloads of that, um, and again, one of the challenges that we found was because you know that's mainly a tourist-based game. Bermudians already know all the different areas. Mm-hmm. So we were really just trying to cater more to tourists. But the challenge was to do with roaming. Right. right? Because it requires an internet connection. That's right. didn't really... You know, people don't want to pay $1,000 for roaming so they can find (laughs) the other gym. (laughs) Yeah. And see, this is the kind of stuff you have to figure out, right? As an entrepreneur, you have your... your, first product right your beta product the test product mm-hmm. and then you learn from it so hidden gems 2 is going to be what so that's reliant on gps so you can play it anywhere at any time okay 
And is yep. it the same kind of premise where you have to go around and find these landmarks? No, so you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, it's not GPS-based, but you do learn about different areas in Bermuda. Mm-hmm. So we've started sharing some of the animations from the game on our social media platforms. Yeah. Just to give people, you know, a little teaser of what's to come. Okay. So is that something that people have to pay for? Do they go to the App Store and download it and pay? Or how, how are you expecting people to, to get access to it? Yeah, so it will be free to play. Uh, it's going to be monetized through advertising. Okay. And that's what most mobile games these days are doing. Okay. You know, it's very rare to find a premium game. And that's what Curse of Tucker's Cross will be. That's going to be a premium game where you actually pay to download it. Okay. And why so that, why are you making that game a premium game? So, again, it's because of the different types of game. They follow different types of revenue stream. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, tell me some more because I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, how do you determine which revenue stream? Is it based on an existing business model that's already out there or existing games that are already out there? And you're like, why, you know, reinvent the wheel if I don't have to? Is that how you came up with that? Sure. So, yeah, research is a huge factor. You have to look at what's out there on the market today. Mm -hmm. So for typical adventure games, you would charge a fee for people to actually play it whereas in a more casual kind of hyper casual laid back games you would want to offer it for free right to get more of a volume okay it really depends on the concept itself and again that's what we're going to go into detail on within the event for anybody who is interested in coming up with their own game yeah i was going to ask you the apps as well yeah any app development you need to do that research ahead of time to see, you know, are people willing to pay for it? Or is this something that we should try and find a different monetization strategy for? Right. So you have in-app purchases, for example. Exactly. I'm very familiar with that. I have a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she's like, can I get this? I'm like, is it free? Yes. Two seconds later. Can I get this one? I'm like, do you see that dollar sign? The answer is no. <laughs> dollar sign means no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but that's how you guys make your money, right? You like get them hooked and then they got to buy all the extra add-ons. She wants to change the doll's hair, color mm-hmm. and clothes and outfit and you have to pay for it and all that stuff. So you got it. when you, because I'm familiar with Startup Weekend and how that goes, I am assuming that it's going to kind of take that same sort of place. Because what if somebody like myself who absolutely has no idea about designing a video game signs Mm -hmm. up like how much do I have to know how much information are you going to provide to the participants to kind of prepare them for developing this game sure so that's one of the reasons why we encourage everybody to work in teams right right your expertise may be more entrepreneurial where somebody else may have no idea how to start a business right but they love playing video games right so the two of you could work together and kind of figure out Okay, this actually makes sense. You know, this is how it should work. Okay. And does it matter what kind? So, like, we talked about the PlayStation. My son has an Xbox. And then some games are, like, just on the computer or Mm -hmm. the the Switch. Does it matter what platform they're going to be playing on? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's another huge factor as well. So, again, you know, you see memes that just from a gamer chair point of view, 
for PC gamers, they have a specific type of chair that they like to sit in. Right. Whereas a mobile chair is usually the toilet. <laughs> that's, ah! that's what the joke was. That's funny. <laughs> that Nobody funny. takes the newspaper in the bathroom <laughs> no, anymore or a magazine. <laughs> they take their phone. <laughs> so, yeah, so the type of platform that you're building for, you have to think about that before you even start drawing or writing any code. Mm-hmm. That's all part of the concept. Okay. So will you do sort of that kind of bit of overview? If you're not, like, I'm encouraging you to. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you how to run your show, but I kind of am. Um, yeah. No, I do think that it would be great information to have just sort of like an overview of the types of games that are available and that kind of stuff. Are, were you planning to do that? Or am I giving you more work than you were? No, that that's going to be included in the actual uh, presentation that we do to the participants. Okay, perfect. So and that'll give, happen on the Friday, right? Yeah, the Friday and the Saturday. So we're going to give them, you know, some facts and help them understand, okay, this is how it's got to be, you know, for the game that I'm coming up with. Right. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Now you're talking about all day Saturday. You feeding people? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's do they have to bring their own lunch, a brown bag? And what's the plan? What's the plan? <laughs> No, we are going to feed people. So we've got dinner on the Friday, okay. breakfast and lunch on the Saturday. Nice. All right. That, and it's free. Like you, nobody has to pay anything. That's that's not a bad oh, deal. That's why we've got nice sponsors. You oh. know, they take care of all that. I just <laughs> you, put it together. F- food's a great incentive to get some people involved in things. So. I think so. <laughs> Especially like if you don't have anything to do on the weekend, you don't have any plans. Why not exercise those brain muscles mm-hmm. and figure out how to build a game? Would you actually, I think you can launch. So let me ask you this. So to me, the the ultimate objective for, for something like this would be that at, at the end of it, someone actually designs a game that could be produced, right? Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe they do get it produced. What is the process that you went through when with your game, like with Hidden Gems and stuff? What, what was that process like? Sure. So we produced it ourselves. We did all the publishing in-house, but there are publishers. So if you were okay with, you know, working with another company who's more familiar with it, you can actually pitch it to the publisher. And if they like it, you know, they can help you to actually get it launched. That's what the role of a publisher is. Okay. So in this case, you know, if we like one of the games that the groups come up with, we can act as the publisher in that case and help them, you know, get it from just concept all the way to a finished product. That would be so cool, right? Can you imagine? That would be cool. I think in general, just for for you from coming up with this event that is the first of its kind in Bermuda and then getting um, some young people or group of people together to build this awesome game, who knows what it could be, and then actually launching it. Um, now, does it matter where it's launched? Like the games you currently have um, can be downloaded, but is it is it location specific? Like, is it just for Bermuda, or can anyone anywhere play? Sure. So, you know, there's a, a couple of factors you have to think about. So, language is one of them. Mm-hmm. If the game is built just in English, then you're limiting yourself. So, if you oh. want to offer it to China or Italy or, you know, anywhere around the world, you have to think about, okay, what language is it that they would want to see the game in? And that's called localization, right? It's 
it's more than language, actually. You also have to think about culture. So some things that are acceptable in the West may not be acceptable over there. That's right, yeah. Um, you've also got the platform, mm-hmm. as I said. So if it's an app, it would be on the App Store, whereas if it's a PC game, you'd want to go to Steam or Epic Games to actually download it there. Okay. So again, th- these are all factors that you really have to think about ahead of time. You know, and that's where the role of the publisher comes in. They will already know all this information mm-hmm. and kind of help guide the developers to make sure that they do it properly. So is building games, is it capital intensive? Like, is there a, a huge cost to trying to do this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> it really depends on the type of game. So you could spend, you know, years on just one game. Mm-hmm. It really depends on how complex and how much work needs to go into it. So, for example, um, you know, Elden Ring, which just came out, that took them years to develop, right? And they have a huge team. So just from a cost perspective, you have to think about paying people's salaries. For, yeah. You know. I, so I guess what I'm trying to wrap my head around, if we're trying to encourage people to go into video game development, um, mm-hmm. And what that looks like, what is sort of the the approach, right? So they can do this challenge if they're really into it and they're like, yep, I want to design video games for the rest of my life and I'm going to start a <laughs> business doing it. Is it like in my mind, I'm equating it to something like songwriting versus yeah. the singer, right? So I'm going to come up with all the great ideas and say, oh, this should be um, something that is developed for the PC and this one should be. And so I'm going to do that whole thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to actually physically create the thing. I'm just going to come up. Sure. So are there are there roles like that within this kind of industry? Yeah, basically a ghostwriter. That's, that's kind of what it sounds like. Okay. So you could come up with the concept, but the hard part is the actual execution. Exactly. And yeah. finding the right team to execute it. Right. And whether or not it's going to be a hit. Like, how do you know that? Like, I'm thinking that you would spend all of this time, all of this energy mm-hmm. and building and putting it together because you think it's awesome. And then you go right. and try to pitch it. And they're like, yeah, nobody likes your game, sir. But you would <laughs> You would have wasted all that time. So how do you kind of navigate that process? Well, that's part of the fun, isn't it? So you have it. To... Look, I like you, you <laughs> risk taker. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of see, you know, where is the market currently? Like, mm. is this something that people would actually want to play? Not just myself, but, right. you know, thousands or millions of players. You know, where mm. is the market going? That's why research is critical. Yeah. yeah. And do you do like surveys uh, and ask certain questions or, or, or float? This is a certain concepts within groups of, of sort of mega gaming, you know, sites mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, definitely. So we've done surveys for our games. So Legend of Sir George Summers, for example, we reached out to the schools mm. and actually got them to test it and see, you know, what they like, what they hate about it and go from there. Mm. Right. Um, we also have a, a running spreadsheet of all the, you know, games that we think are relevant mm-hmm. to try and compare the games that we're working on to those. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many sales did this game have? Or, you know, is this a first person shooter? Is it a, a puzzle game? You know, we have it broken down by category. So it's easy to see where things kind of fit in. Right. So for B.I.G., Bermuda Island mm-hmm. Games, what is your 
ultimate objective for your business? Well, we want to make cool games, but we also want to promote Bermuda at the same time. That's right. really our our vision. We're trying to develop an industry locally, mm-hmm. and part of that is you know getting the students involved because essentially they're going to be the ones who are going to take over years from now. Right. Right. We've got all this talent here, but we're not utilizing it. Yeah, or developing it. Like, I do feel like you're right. It's like there must be hundreds of of people who are interested in this, but where can they go and have an outlet Mm. that support it um, to actually, you know, see some of the things that they're interested in through, Mm. you know? Exactly. So, I, I mean, the challenge that you're holding, I think it's a great idea. Um, and hopefully it's just one of many different things that you can do. Because like you said, if you are, your objective is to create cool games, then how cool would it be to have like this whole Bermudian contingent of game developers and you have that whole kind of suite of, of um, talent, sure. if you will, mm-hmm. to do all the things, right? To, to come up with the ideas, to produce it, to, to mm-hmm. market it, like. Bermuda Island King Games can be like, what's that one that does Grand Theft Auto? What's the name of that? Um, you Rockstar. Rockstar. Mm. You could be like Rockstar, right? That's Is that what yeah. you're aspiring to? Sure. Yeah, I would love to be that rich. But. <laughs> He's like, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, but I, that Grand Theft Auto was a whole nother level, right? So that's, <laughs> that's kind of... And what's look, crazy is they're still making money off of GTA Five. That came out, what, 10 years ago now? Of course they yeah. are. Because younger players come up. And they've seen their older, you know, relatives playing these games, and or a dad hooks his uh, his son on. This is what I played when I was, you know, in college, and now here you mm-hmm. are. You know, you can, you know, once you're in middle school, you you can handle <laughs> the age appropriate level or whatever. Exactly. Now they can play it. You now know, you can take somebody's car. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> take somebody's car. <laughs> uh, but but you know what I think? I think gamers never age out like this they never true. stop playing games well this is true it's, it's not like it's um age age um you know limiting yeah really, so once you start it's like that's it so it's almost like you have a captive audience so um mm-hmm. that's a good thing right in yeah, terms absolutely. Of, of getting into the industry well listen i'm excited for you i'm excited that you were able to to launch this again or start it up again that you have 30 what you say 32 33 33 participants, participants yeah. already is excellent Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that those who hear the sound of my voice are like this is exactly what my child is going to be doing next weekend (laughs) (laughs) and they will sign up Uh, remind us of where they can sign up adrian sure it's bermudaislandgames.com okay and where is it going to be held again adrian it's going to be held at work academy cool yeah i thought that's right unable to attend for whatever reason we're also going to have a zoom link you heard that he taking care of everybody he is i love it that's that's brilliant um, and your food and all of that will be covered. Do you, what kind of support do you need? Are you still looking for volunteers? What do you need? No, we actually uh, got that covered yesterday. So we've got oh. enough volunteers. But, okay. Sweet. You know, well if done. is interested, they just want to kind of peek their head in and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's open as well. Okay. That's pretty cool. So people can check it out if they were nervous about just signing curious. up. to, mm. And so they know what, are you going to film it? You should film it. <laughs> yeah. So okay. We've actually got a videographer. He's going to put it on Twitch. So okay. It's going to be streamed as well. See, and my son, but he's going to be there because I told him, I said, you have two options. Yes. You can either 
play or design the game, or you can volunteer. So those were his <laughs> options. So I'm putting you on blast, Zaire. Um, but no, I, I'm so excited for you, Adrian. I do appreciate what you're doing. I think it is important um, as we look for different ways to engage young people, as we look for different revenue streams in terms sure. of entrepreneurial activities and endeavors. Why not video game design, right? Why not? Um, so kudos to you on that. Thank you. And thanks for having me. No, it's my pleasure. Um, so we, I, I guess I'll see you next weekend, right? My kid's going to be there. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what it shakes out to be. Like, who wins? Mm. <laughs> it's going to be cool. I know. That's what we all want to see. All right, Adrian. Take care. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, Adrian, you know, when he was last in here and he was talking about, you know, the sort of Bermuda history type games that yeah. he was developing and stuff, I like, what a great way, because I don't feel that um, our young people learn enough yeah. Bermuda history, you know, and, 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 and enough of a, a wide spectrum of Bermuda history as they should sometimes. It's up to... Uh, up to us to uh to help uh, insert all of that <laughs> and if we can in do it in a way fun way exactly yeah. so good 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 for him for doing that yeah That's i'm awesome. excited yep we've got to the bottom of the hour honey we've minded a whole lot of business we good sure luck did. to everyone who's attending uh adrian's uh uh video game uh little conference that he's having and uh we hope bermuda island games goes on to bigger and, and better bigger things That's success right. that's awesome so should we do it again next week jamila same yes. time same place let's do it you would want to be here because if you don't mind your business who will thank you for listening to mind your business with bedc bermuda business starts here